0: Yes, folks. It's showtime. Alright, so Han Solo and Chewbacca get hired for uh, an absurd amount of uh, galactic credit. 17000 which yeah. is uh, way above asking price. So he's stoked because he, uh, he has a price on his head. He owes some money to a guy. He's excited. <laughs> he and owes money
1: to this big dude in a
0: fur coat.
2: Yeah, this this big
0: this big Irish guy. Um, Now again, you know, we've talked about the versions of this movie. This being the most current, there is an old deleted scene that was reinserted and refinished and put into the movie. Um, Now before we get there, you know, there's a confrontation between him and Greedo. He shoots Greedo first. I don't care what the actual movie shows at
1: this point. Uh, now here now 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 is my time to shine. <laughs> yes. Go get it. This is where we get to finally get to talk about the McClunky in the room. Yes,
0: the McClunky in the room. So that scene has been fucked with more than any other scene in this movie. Probably more than any other scene in any movie in in cinematic history. Yeah. Because in the original cut um it's very unclear what happens. There's a lot of smoke. You know there's a, a lot of confusion but the general feeling of the scene is that han solo's been playing coy and sort of fiddling with the wall to distract but the whole time under the table he's been unholstering his weapon pointing it at greedo and shoots him before greedo has a chance to kill Han solo It's pretty universally agreed upon and it made a lot of sense for his character and it's is. not even a
1: groundbreaking concept. Like it's a very Western trope. Oh, like, absolutely, the gunslinger. You know,
3: and so. it is one hundred percent his character. It's there's no ambiguity there. No, you no. Know?
1: Not to mention,
4: who cares? Greedo has his gun pointed at him the entire time.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. It's and not like nobody Greedo doesn't have a gun out. Right. Nobody in nineteen seventy seven gave a shit that it happened that way. <laughs> nobody <laughs> yeah. cried out about it. Okay. Yeah. We yeah, all and... cheered when he did it. We cheered.
1: And even if that happened in real life, like Han Solo would still be in the right, arguably, because once you have someone pointing a gun at you, threatening your life, like that's, you're you're fine. I mean, stand your ground, right, right, Florida Florida guys? No one cared.
3: (laughs) It's true.
0: (laughs) It's probably still sitting there in the same spot. I didn't see anybody clean that shit up. The is kind of the Florida of the Star Wars galaxy, isn't it?
4: Yes, it is. There is a lot it of sand in Florida.
0: That's <laughs> true. And, and, a and a lot of jizz.
4: And a lot of jizz. Anything goes in
2: Florida.
0: But to your point, Ryan, the McClunky, I mean, I know you were excited to talk about this. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, just because I, I did a lot of
1: research on the McClunky because it was so baffling to me when I experienced it. And, like the explanation there's like there's like a a sort of retro in-universe explanation that that Lucasfilm has given for it in that it's like a Huttese phrase that means like you're gonna die or something um which is stupid because it's the only word that isn't subtitled that Greedo says in the scene um but out of universe it's kind of widely circulated that George Lucas just literally just put it in there to fuck with Disney because th- he made those edits to the Disney plus cuts of the movie right before the acquisition went through. I so, oh, see that
0: that feels more like the truth
3: yeah a hundred percent absolutely you know it's funny I um, from from being a walking dead fan I, I created an adjective called gimpling right <laughs> Scott Gimple the, one of the creators and one of the you know the the showrunners it got to the point where he was changing shit just to see how much he could change it before he pissed people off (laughs) and have them still watch the show. But he learned that from George Lucas. George Lucas created Gimpling because a lot of his changes were just like, fuck you. I'm going to change it and you're going to like it. And you may bitch about it, but you're not going to stop watching.
2: How
1: Well, Steve explained that R2D2 rock. Like there's no other reason. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, yeah, he, he invented gimpling. <laughs> and Scott Gimple learned it from him. So I
0: that's like great. That. I like that. And yeah, it does it almost feels malicious some of these changes. Oh, hundred
3: percent. Absolutely. absolutely. Like even
0: even that rock, that R2 D two rock in that scene where he's hiding from Obi Wan. Yeah. If you look at that scene, there's no way that R2 could have gotten in that cave because right. they added a rock that was right. Left a space that was too small for the, it just you you see stuff like that and you're just like well well why why'd you do yeah. that? Another
1: thing and- that sort of confirms the the sort of deviousness of, of that edit to me at least is that a lot of the post Disney content that has come out recently has actively poked fun at McClunky like yeah. in that new yes. Lego holiday special they make a big joke about it. Yep. Um, so it feels like if if Disney had made that choice, they wouldn't be lampooning themselves. But
3: exactly, and and yeah, yeah now that they have the freedom, and and the and the thing is to, to go back to the gimpling, um, The difference between the two the two people is that Lucas he will at least superficially try to explain it away within the canon. Blah 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 blah. Gimple just flat out says, "Yeah, I did it to fuck with you." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and what I, are you going to do about it? You're still going to watch, aren't you? So uh, uh, anyway, I yeah. would
1: I would respect Lucas more if he just straight up said like Yeah, right, I'm gonna, exactly. Like, what you are know? you
3: going to do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
0: no, Lucas likes to watch. wax poetic about all his changes. And yes,
3: it. exactly. But it's all it's all subterfuge. It's all bullshit.
0: So while we're on the subject, we're going to jump ahead to uh, not too far, but a scene that I need to address. Um, this is one of the Lucas changes that we talked about. This is what I labeled as Jabba bullshit. Yeah. So this is the deleted scene um, that made its way back into the cut of the movie. And originally Harrison Ford filmed the scene with another actor, just some big dude in a fur coat. And you can find this deleted scene in its original form. Oh somewhere. yeah, it's available.
1: Yeah. It's on YouTube. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um what they decided to do was remaster that footage and digitally insert Jabba the Hutt into it <laughs> now that, you know, they established his character and what he looks like after Return of the Jedi. So, and again, there's like 10 versions of this scene because they kept, uh, you know, updating the CGI as the technology improved. It still looks terrible. I mean, it's still... Uh, yeah. Jabba looks bad. a
4: little too thin.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a spry, like maybe... If, yeah, well, young, he, little was, younger.
3: he was younger. And that's no joke. I mean, at least that's the the story that was fed.
4: He's not that in, much in younger. In the
3: canon, I know, but he's younger. So he because even in the books, in the expanded universe books, the the huts, they all end up fat, but they're not fat to start with. <laughs> yeah, but don't so. the yeah.
1: huts live for like hundreds of years? Aren't they like a super long-lived species? So yeah, we, that's would true Would he really too. age yeah. that much? Like yep. he's
0: already old. But yeah, I, I, I do that's like. True. I like I like that they, okay, I will pay that scene some credit. I like that they made him a little thinner and he's still slugging around and shit. Because when you see him in Return of the Jedi, he's just like that dude, like my 500-pound life. Yeah. Oh, know. he
3: never leaves that platform. He never yeah. leaves that throne. So like you're right. Moo-moo. I mean, again, it goes back to that word gluttony. I think I, as he grows richer, you know, through the, these three movies... He, yeah, he he gets he gets obese in in, are, in hot terms. <laughs> are we allowed we get to, to talk see that about with uh, Bib Fortuna? I was going to say, are we Marvel. allowed to talk about that? Because oh, yes. I was going to bring yeah. It up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he,
0: he gets a little chunky. Yeah, so Joe didn't this, see that either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll show it to you, Joe. It's cool. <laughs> so the scene plays out, and you know, you got Harrison doing his best acting with this guy. It's just terrible. It's just it shouldn't have been included in the film. It,
3: no, it, because to have to to have to insert Han stepping on Jabba's oh, tail because yeah. in the originally walks over a fuel line. <laughs> okay, which, which like,
1: is and that's funny too because that goes back to the Han and Greedo thing where it's like it's it kind of explicitly goes against Jabba the Hutt's character. For him to not yes. immediately just like
0: dust Han for
1: Right. At the very least like bitch
3: slap him. You know what
0: I mean? And the way yeah. that they that they accomplished that by rotoscoping by taking, you know, the figure of Harrison Ford out and manipulating it up and yes. over, it looks insane.
3: Oh, it's like, awful. It's absolutely yeah. awful. And just job is facial reaction and everything. It's horrible. Honestly, they just thing, go
0: back
1: I was I was just gonna say they should just go back and, and deep fake it like the way Disney's
0: right. been doing it. <laughs> exactly. It would and listen, anything would look better than what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, another thing of note in this scene is the addition of Boba Fett. Boba Fett did not make an appearance in Star Wars until The Empire Strikes Back. Right. So adding Boba Fett to the first movie uh, kinda weird.
2: I, yeah, and
1: I, and I will say this: Boba Fett was has always been my favorite Star Wars character to an unhealthy degree. Some would say, and <laughs> even I find it kind of absurd that he like literally does a Jim Halpert from The Office stare into the camera. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, I'm a... here, wink. Like, yeah, yeah like, yeah.
0: hey, guys, you know, you know, <sighs> I, we've talked about this endlessly, you and I, because that moment hurts our our core like it, it does. does. Yeah. It's so it bad. It seems like
4: an entire episode of that show.
0: <laughs> Shut oh, no. up. Man. Damn it, Joe.
4: Instead of eating eggs, we're stepping on tails.
0: I mean, this that moment was the eating eggs of this movie for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, I, I can will. agree with you on that.
4: Now, it would have been even worse if that happened and then at the very end, just to punctuate it, it showed him again doing the same thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: All right, I'll give you that one. You, you scored points for that. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> so on, on, on uh, Tatooine, after that awkward deleted scene, we're trying to pack up and get out, right? So they're, you know, taking him to the hangar bay, getting him on the ship. Um, but they have been spied on by a man with an elephant trunk for a face. And he's helping the stormtroopers track these people down and get these droids that they're looking for. Um, So as they're getting everybody on the ship, we get stormtroopers storming and shooting, and it is a a race to escape. Missing, not hitting anything. They get off the planet. Um, Now, this is the moment that made me and my brother cry in real life. This ship shows you, um, I forget what the shot is called, but they use this cockpit shot a lot from the inside of the cockpit looking out into space, um, and you see the framework of the, the ship and all that. Um, so to get away from these Star Destroyers, they blast it into hyperdrive, which is also a euphemism for, uh, for sex, sometimes. <laughs> And it's it just looks cool, man like, yes, like the the design of showing the stars the light streaking by like that it's just one of the most iconic images in science fiction, I think,
1: oh for absolutely. sure, absolutely
0: yeah. that's that's up there with like the,
1: the uh the the fire streaming from the back of the Delorean like yes, in terms of like iconic you know yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just letting you fizzle out there i'm sorry
1: <laughs> no I, don't, I i i don't i didn't have any anything else to add to that thought <laughs> i was just
0: no but you you're absolutely right um it's funny that that Delorean fire even though it looks really fake like it it hits in a certain way just to see him standing there like sort of on top of it well and it, yeah it's this...
1: it's this very similar vibe that it, that yeah. it gives you I mean, they're both very similarly nostalgic movies for both of us, so... All
0: right, so uh, next we get another uh, nice Carrie Fisher moment with Peter Cushing. Some of my favorite acting in in this movie, and uh, uh, the acting's not particularly good in this movie, so anything Peter Cushing or or Alec Guinness does sort of stands out. Um, Is
1: it a little distracting that Carrie Fisher's accent keeps changing in this movie?
3: Oh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Wow, it's incredible. She's making some <laughs> British, weird choices. British, not British. British, not British. Kind of British, not at all British. Kind of like yeah.
1: transatlantic, like yes, 1950s, yeah. you know. Yeah, Euro- yeah. Euro-
3: yeah Euro- like agenda. erudite, right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, yeah, almost Boston, upper-class Boston at one point, and then just, like, American, you
1: know. Yeah. i see yeah. you here, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, I do like the sort of hand-wavy explanation that she's playing it up to sound more like the Empire.
0: Yeah. Oh, like she's mocking Tarkin in this. Yeah. Or when she
4: gets scared and then, like, backs up into Darth Vader. Yeah. (laughs) And she doesn't, like, get scared of him being behind her. (laughs) She's scared of the other
1: guys. And that always (laughs) strikes me as, like, one of those accidentally brilliant things, like, once, you know, later in the saga, as we find out. How those characters are related? Like he does seem like he's acting protective of her in that yeah. moment. So wait,
0: related.
4: F- first things first, they have to get the combination to open the airlock. One, two, three, four, five. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> <is> like something <laughs> an idiot would put on his luggage. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, that's not this movie. <laughs> Fuck. It.
0: Oh, God. All right, so uh, Joe, hit this clip for me, Leia vs. Tarkin, 16. I'll give you a taste of uh, some good acting in a not-so-good acting movie.
2: Governor Tarkin! I should have expected to find you holding Vader's leash. I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board.
3: Charming to the last. You don't know how hard I found
0: it, signing the order to terminate your life. I'm surprised you had Princess Lear, before your execution, I would like you to be my guest at a ceremony that will make this battle station operational. No star system will dare oppose the Emperor now.
2: The more you tighten your grip, Tarkin, the more star systems will slip through your
0: fingers. Not after we demonstrate the power of this station. In a way, you have determined the choice of the planet that will be destroyed first. Since you are reluctant, to provide us with the location of the rebel base. I have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Alderaan. No, Alderaan is peaceful, we have no weapons, you can't You will possibly-
3: another target, a military target, then name the system.
0: Oof. Good job, Peter Cushing.
1: Yeah, that's, that scene oh, is definitely yeah. a highlight. Just,
0: yeah. The guy zeroed in on her accent too, my god.
1: Yeah,
4: like, when she starts, yeah. it's, it's definitely transatlantic. Now, see here, <laughs> you wouldn't destroy this system, or, I don't remember what she says, but it's something very like that voice.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, once she gets upset, the British falls away, and she's oh, like, oh, oh, shit. Well, yeah,
1: I think I think the yeah. British is sort of, like, a an affectation to, like, because she is very young and, like, in very scary company, Right. so maybe it's, like, to make herself feel... When she's more. the
3: princess, she's yeah. got that, that high society, you know, British accent, but when she's the rebel leader, it, it goes away, and she is who she is.
1: Do you think a lot of, like, higher-ups in the empire, like, fake the British accent to, to fit in more, you know?
3: <laughs> yes. Like, oh shit, here if comes They know Star what's good man, for them.
0: They're all from Space Boston and shit. <laughs> it's, 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 like, oh, oh yeah, Fuck. You, yeah, you know, you know, Bill Burr, yeah. Stormtrooper,
3: you know Bill. Was exactly. Like... Alderon's wicked, fucked. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they were originally going to get Bill Belichick to play the Peter Cushing part.
3: Can he even speak?
2: <laughs> so <laughs> that's a pretty good. Bit.
0: That's either Bill Belichick or old Harrison Ford. Fuck. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, damn, uh, hyperdrive. <laughs> So, they blow up fucking Alderaan. They blow wow. up the planet. And, uh, that happens to be where the crew is going. So, when they pop out of hyperspace, there ain't no Alderaan, it's just a bunch of rocks. Yep. And, uh, it's confusing for them at first, but then they figure out, like, listen, man, Alderaan's not here. By the way, um, I wanted to, I- I'll skip ahead a bit, because I know we're going long, and we have a bit more movie to get through, um... But the next clip I'll play, or I'll have Joe play, is uh, just the realization that um, they get through Alderaan, they get through the wreckage, they see a TIE fighter, which shouldn't be out there in the first place because it's too far from any any uh, base, and they see it returning to what looks to be a moon, and they have the realization that things are not what they appear. And that's uh, clip 18.
2: He made a fair move. Screaming
4: about it can't help you. Oh, yeah,
2: oh, I think I played the wrong one. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. That is a great clip, though. No, yeah, this,
4: nope, this is the right one.
2: That's no moon. It's a space station. It's too big to be a space station. I have a very bad
1: feeling about this. Turn the ship around. Chewy lock in the artillery power. Is that the first time we ever get the? Uh, I have a bad feeling about this. That is your I first. Is. I have a bad feeling yes, about this. That
4: is. Yep. But we did skip a, 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 them playing the crazy, weird chess game that you just let the Wookiee <laughs>
1: Wookie win.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
1: that, so was, so that was another that chess still, game when I was a kid. <laughs> th- that was another still almost do. tearing up moment. At uh, Galaxy's Edge, was seeing that
0: little chessboard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's the thing: when you go on this Millennium Falcon ride, you walk into the Millennium Falcon. Like you're just in it, and you can sit at that oh, table. That's so cool. You can just. Which is weird because
4: yeah. it's parked out front.
0: That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, you, you suspend disbelief
1: a little bit once you're on the ride. Yeah. Like. For sure. For sure. And I but and it's... I
4: guarantee that one parked out front isn't really to scale. Because it would be way bigger.
0: No, it's to scale, Joe.
4: Nah, it would be way bigger than that if
0: it was to scale.
1: Well, um, it probably doesn't have a fully built interior or anything like that, but uh, it is to scale as far as I know.
0: I'll bet you three of them Reese's bars that it's to scale.
4: (laughs) I I don't think so. Because that cockpit, I think, doesn't look as big as the cockpit you go into.
0: Hey, man. But your Reese is where your mouth is.
1: No, but the, the cockpit you go into, I think, is bigger on purpose
0: to accommodate like the average said. American tourist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ride right cockpit is a little bigger.
1: Yeah, but. they gotta they gotta take into, into account that the average uh, Disney tourist is a lot
3: wider <laughs> than the
1: average Star Wars character. So
3: I resemble that remark. <laughs> We're a bunch of Jabba's. <laughs>
0: Alright, so our crew gets, uh, pulled in by this massive space station. Tractor beam sucks the Millennium Falcon in and all... Han Solo wants to fight because Han Solo's a fucking badass. But Obi-Wan, you know, cooler heads prevail. I said, listen, man, there's smarter ways to go about this. So they hide themselves in the floorboards of the Millennium Falcon, which Han uses for smuggling, you know, spice and whatnot. Um, so when the ship is boarded, they find nothing inside. And they're, uh, you know they're getting sneaky with it here's where things like veer into like classic sci-fi action um one of my favorite film tropes is knocking a bad guy unconscious and taking his clothes I don't know yeah. I don't know how many movies that that particular thing is featured in. it's got to be I don't know a thousand but I love it everywhere and I love it here um So this crew comes on board, and they get knocked out or shot to comic effect. And uh, they call for the stormtroopers guarding the door to the Falcon to come in, kill them, and take their armor. And now we've got our trope, which I love. Um, We also have, like, a guy up in a command center saying, like, hey, why why aren't you answering your radio? And he comes back and kind of, like, Motions to his helmet, like, yeah, it's, it's broken. So it feels like uh, any job I've had where any piece of equipment that you're supposed to use to accomplish your job is just, you know, a piece of shit.
1: If anything, that's like one of the only touches of humanity that the Empire gets in this movie. <laughs> it's yeah, dude, yeah. with yep. the busty
0: headset. It's very every man. Like, my, my thing do not work. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're now in the Death Star uh, proper and Luke's on this you know again he wants to he wants to do stuff he wants to help but Obi-Wan's kind of like fathering these these guys (laughs) like you guys just stay here and let me handle it I'll turn off the tractor beam so we can escape Um, R2 plugs into the system and finds out that the princess is on board and Luke you know his eyes light up his pants rise up. Because if you remember, he was all in on this princess. Oh, yeah. His sister.
1: When does he
4: find this? That's not in this movie finds it out, though.
1: No, no, no. no, no.
4: Okay. I didn't think so.
1: He doesn't find out until uh, Return of the Jedi.
4: That's right. Really glad they never had had a chance to bang in the meantime.
1: And by he doesn't (laughs) find out, I mean George Lucas didn't find out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: But yeah, there was a lot of romantic tension in this movie, like you know Luke gets very jealous of Han Solo,
3: oh that triangle yeah. is nuts,
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah they're 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 all making fuck me eyes at each other
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can never unsee Luke Skywalker's fuck me eyes <laughs> 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 that's bad, bad, so they they cook up uh. A scheme. Uh, You have an A and a B plot moving forward here. So Obi Wan is sneaking around the Death Star trying to find the means to turn off the tractor beam, so that the uh, Falcon, as it were, could get out. (laughs) Falcon.
4: Uh, B team. A Boston guy. The Millennium Falcon.
0: The Falcon Falcon.
1: Oh, while we're while we're focusing on Obi Wan, something that kind of went on unmentioned when we were still on Tatooine like he dresses like his robes are just what everyone on Tatooine wears yes but then they're also the official uniform of the Jedi (laughs) you know
0: this is true wasn't uh, Uncle Owen wearing the same thing like Uncle Owen and the bartender yeah it's it's exactly Uncle Owen's outfit Yeah. (laughs) yeah so yeah, and Uncle Owen was vehemently anti-Jedi, so it doesn't track. Yeah, it's That's... weird that he would
1: cosplay as them. <laughs>
0: that'd be like that'd be like Doug wearing a Red
1: Sox jersey. Yeah,
3: you know, that know what that I mean.
1: No, that would be like him dressing like a Red Sox player, <laughs> like like full on uniform.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, so our our B squad is uh, concocted a scheme. They're gonna take uh, Chewbacca. They got some cuffs on him down to uh, the jail cell portion of the Death Star, so that they can attempt a rescue. And uh, things kind of go haywire for them in the uh, in the command center. How long and do I you have...
1: think that elevator that elevator ride took? Like, I mean, a, on a planet-sized
0: that's the size of a moon. I don't know, like <laughs> four
3: weeks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: it, it could have been a turbo lift technology.
3: Right, or a evader.
0: Yeah. Oh, wankevator. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: or I mean like if the death planet is scaled the same as that millennium falcon at gal- galaxy's edges, you know, it would have been a lot smaller. It's, <laughs> it's not actually to scale. <laughs> Which if you don't believe me check your messenger. I just sent you a picture of people standing next to it. There's no way they could walk through those corridors.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. That
4: guy in that black shirt is, is almost like as tall as the damn ship.
1: <laughs> <sighs> well, the only all right, the only mm. thing I can say to that is the original Millennium Falcon prop never had a full interior. Like they probably used like Yeah, it was
0: just a cockpit with some pistons attached so to it. So it or was something.
1: probably never the exterior of it was probably never like wide enough to really accommodate how big it was supposed to be on the inside.
0: Alright, so the bet has to be that the Galaxy's Edge Millennium Falcon is the same dimensions as the on-screen No, static. I'm not talking about the
4: actual spaceship should be. How big, like, because you walk inside of the spaceship when you go inside the ride. Uh-huh. And, and the whole point was, if you're supposed to be inside the spaceship, you're not in that spaceship that's sitting out front, because there's no way it's the same size as the inside of that ride. Hmm. The cockpit in that ride is bigger than the cockpit of the thing that's sitting outside.
0: It's, oh, hundred percent.
1: Listen, I mean, yeah, but that's it's that's it's game scale. Play, that's know? how
4: scale works.
1: <laughs> you gotta, you gotta suspend your disbelief a little bit when you're in
0: Disney uh, magic, buddy. It's the Disney yeah. magic.
4: Yeah, that's all. That's I guess it was measured in parsecs and not actual.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> like
1: <laughs> inches. It's like the TARDIS, man. It's bigger on the <laughs> inside. Yeah, yeah, that is true. All right, now
4: we, we, if we're gonna do Doctor, I'm I'm down for some Doctor. <laughs> I've been watching that like nonstop. Oh, Where do you
0: be- HBO is- Max?
4: The whole thing's on HBO Max.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right, so I'll I'll have you play this drop. This is uh, one of the little bits of levity that we get in this in these tense uh, Death Star scenes, and this is uh, I think it's clip nineteen.
4: Is, is this the boring conversation one? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened?
0: Uh had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, l- large leak. Very dangerous. Who is this?
1: What's your operating number? Uh. <laughs> Conversation anyway. Whoa, we're gonna have
0: company! (laughs) Man, I love that.
4: I feel like that was ad-libbed.
0: I mean, it's it's such like good Harrison Fordisms, you know? Oh,
3: definitely. Yep.
0: And he goes from zero to sixty at the end there, and you know, all you need is like a strong finger point, and it's everything I love about Harrison Ford's acting.
3: Which he does in every single movie. I was going to say that is,
1: he's interchangeable with Indiana Jones, like in this movie, in that scene. <laughs> Even like other it's... movies,
3: his other movies, he—that's how he makes a point. Is pointing. He <laughs> loves to point in every single movie he's in. And Joe, by the way, Google's a friend because Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge marks the first time a full-size, 100% complete Millennium Falcon has ever been built. Full size, but it doesn't say
4: scale; it just says full size.
3: Oh, oh it, yes. Okay, you're right. That's what scale means, Joe. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Okay, I, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I guarantee you that thing myself. is
4: not like to scale of people could fit inside of That Harrison Ford and Chewbacca could walk inside of that thing.
0: Maybe, but then you have to say the one in the movies, not to scale of Harrison Ford and Chewbacca being able to walk inside of it.
4: I'm basing upon the, the damn ship that they're walking around <laughs> in is the ship that's flying
1: around. <laughs> but consider this: what if all the people in Star Wars are just a little bit smaller? Exactly. <laughs> but, but Chewbacca's
4: <laughs> Chewbacca's height's like seven foot or something like that, or it's, what is it, six foot eight or something like that?
1: Yeah, but but how how tall is that in Star Wars
0: feet? Versus- how tall <laughs> is <laughs> seven feet in space? <laughs> so everything is like
4: three quarter scale in Star Wars. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that 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 Han Solo uh, scene there is just is one of my favorites, man. It's. It's funny. It's genuinely funny. Um, soon after that, I mean, this is a little soon to play another clip, but you get your second, I've got a bad feeling about this, which becomes like a through line for these I movies. i got a bad feeling about this. Then, I mean, why wouldn't you? You know? Yeah. And That's this... what he
4: said when he looked at that, that, that ship. He's like, if i, I got to <laughs> nothing, i got a bad feeling about this. I'm not
0: going to be able to fit in this motherfucking thing, man. Oh, maybe,
4: I don't know. Maybe Yoda and R2-D2 could take it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now is there what's the over under on on how many how many times that is said in in the whole Skywalker saga oh. I've got a
4: bad feeling about this yeah um not as many times as Job said I've made a terrible mistake in arrested development <laughs>
1: <laughs> made a terrible mistake
0: I'm gonna say made 12 times mistake. I'm going
3: 14
1: I'll say 10.
3: Oh, I'm, someone's sp- actually I'm supposed coupe. to have the actual answer oh, for me.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, wow. come on! <laughs> I'll, get back, I'll get back to you.
0: Alright. So the crew uh, rescues the princess. Luke gets to rescue the princess. She's laying very seductively. And uh, he's a little short for a stormtrooper. Uh, but all is good. Gets the princess. Comes to the realization that they have no real plan. Which is great. And this is the moment... I mean, Princess Leia has been a strong female character in this movie. But it's been very by the book. She's just like a defiant prisoner. Now this character sort of takes a turn where she's like... What the fuck are you guys doing? Like she... <laughs> you know, they turn this damsel in distress thing on its head... In a way that a lot of fiction didn't... Uh, you know, maybe in the late 70s. Where everything was still very, you know... um I don't know, traditional, in a in a like a masculine way. She's very much like not to be fucked with, and she's not impressed with these people. And it's such a strong character. I think it's why that character resonated with so many people for so long, man. It's just it's just there's so much of uh, Carrie Fisher in that. Yes. In that delivery, yeah. and uh, yeah, it it makes for one of the most memorable female characters in in cinema i think right up there with ripley
3: you know like they they're just yep.
0: really fantastically written um to give some credit to to lucas's writing
1: well and the performance is so iconic that even star wars like tried to recreate it like in yeah. subsequent you know like padme and Jin right. or so and and ray are all kind of like mm-hmm. flavors of leia so, yeah, yeah.
0: so they end up uh, hurling themselves down a trash chute and uh, into like a swampy garbage pit.
4: Which, this is another one of those things that like the, uh, what am I thinking of here? The realistic nature of this could not be possible. They're walking around in here literally like ankle deep, but somehow he gets pulled underwater.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, the physics of this room are... The are yeah. Yeah. Very strange. I'm like, how are
4: they like, just walking around, like, ankle deep, then all of a sudden he gets pulled, like, four feet underwater? Like, wouldn't he have, like, known there was a
1: hole there in the ground? Well, may- maybe it's not a hole, but he, like, it just trips him, and he's, like, just laying face down in, like... Yeah, that's the worst way, way to drown, is in like,
0: in, like, a puddle.
3: Yeah. I mean, that must happen in Florida a lot with the gauges you guys got
0: that's <laughs> ah, not that
4: bad, you know. We we tame the beast. The beast doesn't tame us. No, oh man. yeah, I,
1: I ride mine to work every day. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I I prefer to take the giant iguana.
1: <laughs> that one runs a little late for me, but yeah, yeah, it's
4: on a little Havana time.
1: So who <laughs> who had the repeat your guesses again for the uh, how many times?
4: I said ten. You I said,
1: said 10. 12. So 10, 12, and what?
3: 14.
1: Okay. So the correct answer is exactly 10.
4: God damn it. I'm the fucking Star Wars yeah, champion.
3: But <laughs>
1: I, you win,
4: guys. I, I got right?
3: <laughs> to call BS scale. on that because <laughs> I scale. saw that. Not scale. I <laughs> saw that win. too. I saw that too, but that article was written in 2016. Ooh. I okay? think
1: this. Are, are are you sure it's the same article? Because this one I, accounts I don't know for... the one
3: I the one I saw that said ten was written in 2016. Hey, hey Doug, because it's been Doug. spoken in every Star Wars movie, and there's more than ten Star Wars movies. Hey Doug, yes. I don't know what it's called. I just know the sound it makes when it lies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's ten explicit, like it's ten e- times that they exactly say that line because okay, there's a couple this, of yeah, times.
3: Right, they, All right, variations. Okay, yeah. all, right.
4: All, all all I know is. I'm the expert of Star Trek here.
3: Yeah, and Joe works <laughs> on that broken Wars. clock. Star philosophy.
4: Wars I said Star Trek. Oh, yeah. I
0: thought you did that on purpose. I was like, that was a nice I pick. <laughs>
4: uh, I am. A, I am a Star Trek expert, though. Too. Oh, I don't man. know shit about Star Wars. Honestly, I don't even know which <laughs> movie is which. I get spaceballs mixed up.
3: It's a shame that there aren't any Star Trek movies worth reviewing. Oh,
0: Oof. you're was... not wrong. <laughs> At least you could be a, a big enough man To admit it
4: Now if we were talking about the series The series will blow anything they've ever done out of the water But the movies aren't aren't that great I All
0: mean right, well
1: Listen Every Star Wars movie after The one after this Has been true. kind of bad so.
4: I mean I'll put Star Trek Discovery Against Mandalorian any day of the week
1: oh, the, You'll be the only person uh, Who has no, ever I done think that so.
4: Uh, they, 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 the oh Star no Trek I agree that I agree its with Joe with fucking Mandalorian.
3: <laughs> I agree with Joe it's better television sorry I, mean, I love the Mandalorian but Discovery is better TV I mean,
4: Discovery is yeah. one of the best best uh, like science fiction yes. series I've ever seen I,
3: I, I, I have to agree with Joe on that one
0: hey Joe what was that Star Trek series with the guy from Quantum Leap with that weird intro song Enterprise? that didn't make any sense yeah, that was bad.
2: I've got faith. <laughs> oh, yeah, that,
3: yeah, that was pretty No
2: bad. one's going to bend or break
4: me. That's Enterprise was a good series. I'm not going to... You know, it was short-lived, but it was still a good series. I
0: mean... Listen, I like Star Trek, but... There's something about that intro that really just rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, the intro was terrible. <laughs> like, yeah.
4: it made no sense. There's like, there's a funny like YouTube video. It's like a, a acapella group singing all the like doing like all the Star Trek intros, and then when they get to that one, it's just like, it's so <laughs> stupid. Um, I also don't like the the original series, so um, TOS can, can can suck a dick too. <laughs> oh
3: wow, <laughs> Joe, did you see that? that meme? You're
1: a man of convictions, and I respect oh, that. Yeah.
3: I know, right? Oh yeah. I'm very
1: confident in what I believe.
3: Did you see that, Joe? It's it's
1: it's not super. It's not a great comparison to compare Star Wars and Star Trek anyway, because Star Wars isn't really sci-fi. So
4: yeah, right. One of them's about plot, and one of them's about you know effects.
3: All right, relax. (laughs) Okay,
1: relax. He's off the
3: throttle, big boy.
0: (laughs) Most most of Star Trek is just about atheism and and you know gadgets that haven't been invented yet.
2: Right.
4: Which- I, I always like when like there was a, a, a famous meme where it was like this, the imperial like cruiser coming up and they're like um and then Picard's just standing there like okay put the shields up like it's like this ragtag group of weird ass like cult athe- like people like attacking a military like naval vessel.
3: Right. <laughs> and anyway, Star-, Star Trek is nothing more than a uh, liberal agenda to radicalize people into a globalist socialist agenda. Ooh. <laughs> like
4: origi- originally, originally it was actually so that kirk could sleep with some aliens yes yeah,
3: it's, exactly it's
1: a, it's a fully automated gay space communism <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, i think we're all we're all here for that future but, so
3: joe real quick did you see have you seen that meme that's floating around it's the picture of the five and uh, the five star trek captains and it says now that sam united uh, Sam Beckett united all the Star Trek captains. He can go home. <laughs>
2: oh, oh <well>. it's
3: a crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's pretty good. Yep. Uh. All right, so our crew is down in the uh, trash Flash. compactor. They're in the and, Mandalorian
4: uh, script room. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Walls are closing in on them. It's Luke. it's classic. Uh, another classic movie trope with the walls yeah. closing in. No spikes yep. on these walls, but same idea. Um, so they're, they're coming dangerously close to getting squished by this, by this room. Uh, Luke is yelling for C-3PO to, to, I, I don't remember his exact words, but it's wordy. It's Lucasy. Let, let, it's very it's of Instead of like, we need to
4: get out of here. We're stuck.
0: Yeah. Instead of just saying like, hey, turn this off.
4: Like, the C3PO the the- <laughs> c- c- is playing like a Benny Hill theme upstairs. <laughs> he's like, we, we have to take this droid down to get fixed. It's malfunctioning.
1: But it's almost like you can sympathize with R2 for not being fast about it because you can't tell what he's saying either. So R2's just like, what? <laughs>
0: the fuck did this guy just say? Which room?
4: R2's like, wait, I, I can I take a lunch break? Can you guys let me out of this costume?
0: <laughs> Been trying to get to craft services for three days, They won't let me out of this goddamn
1: trash can. R two R two can't turn the elevator off because Kenny Faker is dead of heat exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs>
0: what is that smell?
1: <laughs> R two hasn't moved in in a few takes now.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> so the crew gets out of the trash <laughs> compactor. And uh, they're making their way through the storied halls of the Death Star. Stormtroopers chasing them. They get split up. Uh, There's a really funny scene where Han Solo turns the tables and chases after the stormtroopers by himself, screaming. Very, Mm -hmm. uh... Yeah, very very funny. Um, We get this sort of iconic, sort of laughable scene of uh, Luke and Leia... Um, sealing themselves off and trying to get across this chasm and since luke is wearing a stormtrooper's belt from earlier uh, has a grappling hook on it for some reason you never see a stormtrooper use this in that yeah, yeah. that stormtrooper
4: was, was going to a batman convention later
3: yeah <laughs> right. he was bruce wayne
0: yeah, he just he mugged
1: the one grapple trooper on the whole death star <laughs> It was that a, would, it was a rare would, toy variant that was never made. That
4: wire was so small that it would just shred at his hand the second he... Like, it
2: know, like, exactly. Oh yeah, it was just like fishing line. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah well, that, that, that tracks. Ryan, that would be a good action figure variant. The yeah. grapple trooper. Um, this all, of course, leading up to the confrontation between Obi-Wan and Vader. Because this whole time Vader's been bitching about, like, man, I feel a presence that I haven't felt since... Uh, my old, my old master Obi Wan. Of course, uh, we don't know what's his. Kicked my
3: ass.
2: <laughs> yeah. Since, me up ever
0: since he I had legs. Yeah. had the, high ground.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: He had the high ground
0: So they they meet in this corridor, and uh, you get this this really ice cold moment from Vader. I've been waiting for you, Obi Wan. We meet again at last. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but a learner. Now I am the
2: master. Only a master of evil, Darth. The circle of life. Have you, guys,
1: have you guys seen that meme where it's it's like the, the guy standing over the console with the, with the two buttons, but it's Darth Vader. And it's, like, five buttons, and each one of them is one of the things he says to Obi-Wan there. That would be, like, a normal thing to say. <laughs> it's really, oh, that's great.
4: Really yes, yeah, Simba, I am your father.
0: So we it, get this, this amazing sort of low-energy old man fight. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, literally just, like, limp dicks smacking into each other, <laughs> like... And it's true, like, as Star Wars progressed, the lightsaber duels got, you know, a little bit more aggressive and acrobatic and stuff like this was very low-key.
4: Yeah, to one point where there's a guy with four lightsabers fighting a little, like, green guy bouncing all over the place. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, they went too far in the other direction, I think. Yes.
4: And Samuel Jackson had a purple lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you see that yeah. lightsaber?
4: The one that says "Bad Motherfucker"? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the crossover I really want to see.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, you know, you know, supposedly he he got to keep that lightsaber, and it it actually is engraved, like. <laughs> it says "Bad Motherfucker." It says it does "Bad, say oh, bad Motherfucker" on it. Beautiful. Oh my God! <laughs> that that's is the best beautiful. thing I've ever heard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> But yeah, they uh you know, they smack their lightsabers together a bunch. And uh the thing is, like when Luke and the crew come out into that main hangar where the Falcon with a I'm sorry, where the Falcon is. Um <laughs> and Obi Wan sees Luke. That. Oh I'm sorry?
4: Thank you for saying that correctly, the Falcon.
0: I yeah, I had to correct myself. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um when he sees Luke, he gives him a little smile and basically allows Vader to kill him. And uh, you know, the whole thing was, if you strike me down, I'll uh, become more powerful than you can imagine. And he strikes him down, and he just becomes close.
1: All very, uh, very old, old timey samurai vibes. Like you can, you can see that influence in, like, just like how, how weirdly respectful the duel is compared to other lightsaber fights, and like how. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, and just the, the whole idea of, like, a noble sacrifice. and
0: Yeah, and they're playing into that, you know, these were weapons from a more civilized age, and, and
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, that this is uh, an antiquated way of doing things. They lean really heavily on that in this movie. Yes. Um, so now Luke is sad. I mean, his he's only known this guy really well for, like, a day, but he takes it yeah. really hard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of takes it a little offensively hard in front of Leia,
0: <laughs> given that... Yeah, he's oh he's milking the shit out of this. Yeah, but, but also, yeah. like,
1: she just lost her whole planet, and he's like, this guy yeah. I just met died. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this guy who my entire life has known who I am because he, he knew my dad and never told me about it.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. And when yeah. I was first asked about him, I just said, oh, yeah, there's this weird old hermit that lives out in the yeah. desert.
3: He's yeah. a nutbag.
4: <laughs> and when I said Obi-Wan Kenobi, he goes, Hmm, that's a name I've not heard in a while. How would you just tell me it's fucking me? Like yeah, no, exactly. don't make me wait like five more minutes.
3: Yeah.
1: I think he's I think he was just really enjoying talking to another person after living yeah. in the desert place. Yes. Like that's true. Yes.
4: he's only really communicated in screams and grunts for the past yeah. twenty years.
0: Other than that, it's just sand people. And yeah. You know, you know how I feel about those sand people. <laughs>
4: They're taking t- our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're,
0: they're always they're always breaking into
1: our cars and yeah. Right.
4: They're taking their jobs.
0: Build the wall.
1: <laughs> oh My it. God.
0: <laughs> so uh, they escape. You know, Obi Wan came through, obviously, oh and Luke doesn't have much time to be sad because they the chase is on. He got Tie Fighters coming after them, the Falcon. So. Uh, we get what is, for my money, one of the coolest, like ship sequences in these movies, because um, they have these like rickety ass laser turrets that like, oh, yeah. yeah, Yeah, they're like the seats swing like well, the it's very,
1: is... it's very like B two bomber, World yeah. War
0: Two, yeah,
2: yeah, like, yeah,
0: and the music, man, the John Williams score. This is my favorite piece of music uh, in the movie, so much so that I play it in my car while I'm driving and press (laughs) buttons on my console to pretend like I'm doing stuff. That's great. Yeah. Because then you get pulled over for speeding. (laughs) I should, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I I live in Florida, but I didn't always live down here. Like, I've only been down here a few years. I lived up north in in Jersey and Pennsylvania. So, like, as these new Star Wars movies were coming out, like Force Awakens and stuff, we always made it a point, Ryan and I, to go to the premieres together. So, like, I would either fly down here, he'd fly up there. It's just important that, like, we saw it, you know, together. Um, So, part of that is when we get in whatever car we're in to go to the theater, we play the soundtrack. Like, he curates, you know, in Spotify, like, perfect mix.
1: Oh, I have it down to an exact chemistry of, I have like the perfect comprehensive, every form of Star Wars media that has ever existed playlist. It's great.
0: But part of that drive is always me saying hey, play Obi-Wan's death slash TIE Fighter escape so that I can speed on the highway and and (laughs) swerving in and out of traffic and stuff.
3: Yeah. I got to see uh, John Williams' On stage in the Boston Symphony Orchestra, do the the soundtracks oh. uh, front front row. My oldest son and I. It oh was my the god! Coolest thing ever.
1: That sounds. I amazing. mean, it wasn't
3: the whole movie, like, but he did some scenes. They had some scenes up on the screen, but it was basically a storytelling night. He was he was telling his stories, and it wasn't just Star Wars; it was all of his his scores. They, but um, it was absolutely. I'm super
4: amazing. pissed that I didn't get to go to it. But like a year or two ago, they were doing that. Raman Jawadi was doing the Game of Thrones music. Live and they had like these massive like uh, like uh, screens that they would shoot like images from the shows upon while they played all the music. Yes, I, I
3: saw that and I wanted to do it, but I, I didn't either. Yeah.
0: That sounds awesome, man. Yeah, yeah I would. I would kill the seat, John. Well, you know who i would kill the to seat too is old uh, Oingo Boingo. Do some.
3: Ah. Oh yeah, Danny it's Elfman. A dead yeah. Man's yeah.
4: Party. Um, he just came out with like a uh, rock song or something.
0: Did he really? Like oh, as really? himself.
4: <laughs> Yeah, Dan played it on the show the on Tom and Dan. Uh, he was playing the Danny Elfman song on one of the breaks on the one of the Friday Free shows.
0: Oh shit! New Oingo Boingo. That's that's a, no. That's it's the not world. Oingo we're in.
4: It's actually Danny Elfman by himself. Okay, all right.
0: I'm in. I'll give it a listen. That's exciting. I guess everybody's like recording music since you know COVID. Like people who hadn't done stuff in a long time are like, hey, yeah, we got another album too. Didn't like Paul McCartney come out with an album recently?
4: Uh I wouldn't doubt it. Um, I know that uh um Sean Sean Lennon has been uh making um music with Les Claypool called the Lennon Claypool Delirium.
0: You were telling oh, me about crazy. this, yes.
4: And it's amazing. And Sean Lennon sounds just like John Lennon.
3: You, know, you can't ask for more than that, that's cool.
4: Oh, Uh, You want me to play you uh, a little bit of Danny Elfman's new song? It's on Epitaph Records? Yes. All right, let me uh, cue this up here. Sometimes YouTube takes a second to start here. But uh, the song is called Sorry by Danny Elfman. I have a feeling it's going to be like that for like the next like four minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. I feel, I feel like I just heard like an aliens, like like I feel that that music sounds like it didn't come from this planet. Yeah.
2: yeah the video,
4: cool believe it or not, the video kind of looks like that too. It's like this weird black, like alien looking. It looks like Venom, and it just says the word sorry, and then it like <laughs> it falls out and turns into like a giant like weird bug. <laughs> Um, This this song came out January 11th, 2021.
0: I don't know, I'm more of a jizz guy.
1: That's the soundtrack that we deserve at this point.
4: (laughs) Um, I'm more of a dead man's party. (laughs) Um, Although the real horror song he wrote was the um, I Like Little Girls. Is that what it was? Oh, (laughs) Jesus. The Oingo Boingo song, Little Girls. uh, How does this song go?
0: Oh, it's been too long for me. I don't, I don't know.
1: I'm more of a Max Rebo guy. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, I, I, I need a refresher on all my Oingo Boingo pedophile uh, songs.
4: Yeah, it's called <laughs> Little Girls is the name of the song. I thought so. Huh.
0: All right, so let's uh, let's dive back in. We escape the Tie Fighters and we make it back to the Rebel base on Yavin. Uh, Yavin is basically just upstate California.
1: We're in the endgame game now.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, this so, is the uh, redwood. I think they,
1: or or am I thinking of uh, Endor? Is where Endor is. Yeah, the
0: the uh, redwoods in California. I
1: gotta yeah. assume everything
0: that has trees in it in this movie is just somewhere in California.
4: From I'm not board. a fan of that of that of that movie. <laughs>
0: Oh, of uh Jedi Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Alright. Okay, that's good to know. I do think I it's mean, the weakest <clears throat> out of the three. Like overall, I'll watch
4: it, but it's not that good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has it has its moments. It's definitely It's
4: almost like Christmas special level
0: of shitty. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far, but I do
1: think that every every single Star Wars project post Empire Strikes Back, like hits really yeah. Has moments where it hits really high highs, but also has really low
0: lows. Well, let's put it
4: this way: Return of the Jedi, the first half is good, the second half is trash.
0: Well, you just don't like I think, the Ewoks. So that's no, no, your no plan, I right? think I would
1: say the second act is trash, but the first and third are good. Like it's it's just, it's a it's a matter of pacing. Like
4: maybe I don't know. It's just it's not that good comparatively speaking to Empire or New Hope.
0: Well, you're you're correct on that. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll dig into that in a future episode. I believe, Yeah, we'll we'll get there. I believe we have a special guest I'm, for that one as well.
4: I'm glad RJ going to be in that one so I could shit all over it cuz <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he deserves it. That's his favorite one, so I'm waiting
1: Oh, get, uh, RJ just sharpening your knives.
4: Oh yeah. And uh RJ's not like a guest where I have to be respectful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean you don't have to be respectful to me either but. Yeah
4: but, but I'm going to out of respect Like that's the whole like, You know it's like scale like, yeah. I'm going to give you the respect RJ I, I've dealt with him on our other show For a while now I can, uh, I can tell him how I feel
0: if, right, yeah, right. If, Del- if RJ was ha- Del- having that argument with uh, with Joe, it'd be a lot more "fuck yous" and "suck my dicks." And, yeah. yeah,
4: that's basically how RJ would tell me his opinion. I would come through with a logical argument. It would be like the like the plot of our next movie, Idiocracy, where Joe stated his case in a very logical, insane way, and then they all just mocked him and told him he was <laughs> gay. <laughs> uh, that's a preview of our next episode, Idiocracy. Idiocracy. <laughs> yes.
0: All right, so we're on the Rebel base, Yavin. Um, we get to see the kind of militaristic Rebel vibe here. And Luke's all in, man. He's enlisted. He wants to fight the good fight. Han Solo is not all in. He wants his uh, reward money he was promised. He wants to get the fuck out. Um, they have the Death Star plans. And basically, they highlight a weakness in the structure of this, this uh monolith uh, space station which is a small like porthole that if they...
4: The Death Star's butthole. Literally,
0: yeah. (laughs) The exhaust uh, is the... Yeah, the anus of the Death Star. And if we can uh, slide it in, it's uh, it's game over. So it's a tricky shot. Everybody, all all these professional pilots in this room, by the way, are like, that's fucking impossible. And this kid, uh, this farm boy, is like, uh you know, I used to target womp rats back home all the time. They're no bigger than two meters.
1: I used to drift around the Wendy's parking lot in my dad's Honda Civic. I can definitely yeah. <laughs> like... We can win this NASCAR
0: race. It's fine. So uh yeah, very cocky Luke Skywalker. Like yeah. if I was so now, this I
4: was gonna say we get the um uh, the stand up jet ski of the uh of the um the spacecraft in this movie the uh x-wing
0: <laughs> the stand-up <laughs> jet <ski>.
4: that's what <laughs> reminds me of ever everything the wings open it reminds me like the stand-up jet ski <laughs> arm going up plus it's like and, the most fun of all the like spacecraft and it can do the most tricks like you can do back that's true and shit. man
0: i love their their ships in this movie they're also dirty looking and shitty like uh, like doug was saying before it's just very lived in looking and yeah it looks like uh this is like the used car lot of uh, spaceships for sure. Well,
4: I, I really like X-wings. It's probably my favorite um, Star Wars uh, ship. Well, and they oh, really hammer in
1: that like World War II aesthetic because like those yeah. wings kind of look like a biplane a little bit, and just the. Uh, is it the... The uh, scene
4: where they all just, like, open, like, as they're about to, like... They're, like, all lined up going towards this star? then they all just open their X-Wings. Um, yeah, and then, like, the, the, t- the, t- the TIE F-
1: Fighter cockpit window is, like, a B-2 turret Yeah. Hole. So.
0: Now, uh, Luke's all, all geared up. He's getting ready to go in his X-Wing, and he gets a uh, kiss on the cheek from Princess Leia, which feels, uh, you know...
1: Very sisterly.
0: Very sisterly, yeah.
1: Yeah, very platonic. Familial. You know,
0: his second so, kiss
1: of the movie, by the way.
0: That's true. That's very true, and not his last
1: uh, for the uh, <laughs> for the trilogy. He literally kisses Leia more than Han
0: does, in, in the movies. So, <laughs> um, Luke is asked when he's getting geared up if he wants uh, a better r two unit than the one he has, and looks at him like he's crazy. Like, no, no, that's my that's my that's my guy right there. Like, we've been through so much together.
3: Yeah. Me and this boy, little guy. Boo.
0: Like, his attitude towards these droids has changed a lot. Because at the beginning of this movie, he, uh, much like most of the people in this world, like, he didn't view them as much more than property and shitty property at that. Right. Like, oh, I guess I gotta clean these things now.
1: He's, he's like, he's... <laughs> he's literally
0: like the dad that didn't want a dog.
1: Like.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pretty much, yeah. He loves this thing now. It's his best friend. um So they. Uh, That's
4: how he didn't take C3PO.
0: Could you imagine C3PO? Just like.
4: Master Luke, are you sure we shouldn't turn around and fly back?
0: <laughs> oh, man. I want to draw that now. Like, shove C3PO <laughs> in that little hole on top.
3: Oh, that would be beautiful. Yeah.
4: And he's just complaining the whole fucking time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're going too fast, Mr. Luke. Oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we get the, we get the cool shot. Like Joe was talking about of all these X wings. Uh, of course this shot was added later because it looks way better than anything else yeah. surrounding it. Um, and we get all of our call signs. We get all of our pilots uh, checking in.
1: And a lot of, uh, raw footage that was reused for Rogue One. Yeah.
4: Were you setting me up for the clip?
0: I was. It was slick. All wings reported. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing
3: by. Uh, Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing
2: by. Red 2 standing by.
4: Red 11 standing by. Red Red 5 standing by. Lock his balls in attack position. Trivia real quick. Which is the only one of the Reds that makes through all the movies? Other than Luke, of course.
1: Other than Red Five, whichever one Wedge is. Exactly. Wedge. Red.
0: What is one wedge? of them?
4: Is... One of them is in all three movies.
0: Well, it's not Porkins. No, it's I'll tell you that yes. right now.
4: It's a Red Two.
0: Red Two is that Wedge?
4: Uh, I don't know. But I just oh, know okay. it's Red Two because <laughs> I read yeah. the fucking trivia.
0: Oh, it's it, it, that's that.
1: Probably yes, is it wedge.
3: is. It's Wedge. It's a hundred percent Wedge. I just checked it, but yes, it is. Nice. Yeah, okay. so
4: he makes it through all the movies. Now, now, while they're flying around, they're doing, like, the whole, like, you know, the typical combat fighter talk to each other. At one point, they say eject. Where the fuck are they going to eject to in
1: <laughs> <space>? <laughs> Also, they're not wearing spacesuits. Like no, no, you know? like,
4: their face is open clearly on the bottom.
1: Unless maybe, like, the whole cockpit ejects as, like, a capsule. Yeah, that's possible. You
2: know? mm, that's possible.
4: possible, but
1: I doubt it. Yeah, that
3: doesn't. I'm trying to remember if that happens in any of the expanded universe books or anything. I'm not sure one way or the other. It could be yeah, that way. I don't know.
0: It's kind of like the uh, the Dark Knight movie where there's a motorcycle in the Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, oh shit! All right. Well, that that is a thing in the uh, in
1: the holiday special on the Y wing. Uh, it that Boba Fett cartoon? If you guys have seen it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, if you have but the, the endurance, is way bigger. <laughs> what? If you, if you have the Y-Wing's endurance bigger. to make it to the Boba Fett cartoon part of that, you you're a special kind of person, man.
4: <laughs> yeah, normally you cut it off after the Wookiee porn. Yeah,
1: also, that's... you you cannot watch that cartoon like sober.
4: It's
0: like
1: <laughs> oh no. It's like that's a like... different artist animated every character. Yeah, it's, that's it's like very it weird.
0: the wall and shit. Like you got to be Three sheets of the wind to appreciate that and that's that 70s like uh you know you got to be on some psychedelics like very yellow submarine
1: like yeah. yeah
3: yep i've only seen that once when it was on because when it was on you had to watch it because you couldn't record it really <laughs> so you know
0: yeah, don't watch I, it again. It's
3: no, on, it's I know on better. Internet. That's why I've yeah. never seen it again. I know better.
0: <laughs> yeah, listen, life is short.
2: <laughs> yeah, but now it's
4: kind of funny. Like, because well, it's yeah. so shitty.
0: Yeah. I don't want to see Chewbacca wearing a shirt. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is where editing really saves this movie. And interestingly enough, as a filmmaker, George Lucas has a lot of shortcomings. It's, you know, that's that's not really debatable. But when he was making this movie, one of the shortcomings was he had very specific ideas about story and lore, but as a visual storyteller, he suffered. Um, His wife at the time was a great film editor, and everything that works in this movie is kind of because of her, especially when it comes to these action-heavy sequences. I mean, this whole Death Star run, the way that she stitched this together... It, it flows very well, and with this many moving parts, it'd be easy to fuck this up, and I feel like he would've. Yeah, That's just the vibe I get from Mr. Luke.
1: Yeah, you can contrast this with the uh, sim- very similarly structured last act of The Phantom Menace.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
4: Is this the part where um, they try to get in the escape pods, but there's a bear in one of them?
0: <laughs> yeah, this is, <laughs> yep. It tries the to one. pull
4: like, the paws on like it's a seatbelt?
0: Yep. Yes.
4: Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Just wanted to make sure.
0: <laughs> My favorite part is when uh Dark Helmet goes on Tatooine and he's wearing a safari version of his outfit. <laughs> oh, <I love> that. <laughs> That's really oh, good. Yes.
4: I like when they come, you damn dirty apes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're uh, we're now we full on <laughs> assaulting the Death Star. Um Darth Vader's, you know, being briefed on what's going on. He's got a feeling that, you know, uh, it's like if you want something done right, you gotta do it yourself. And Homeboy's a pilot, apparently, so he, he's got his own ship, he's got his own crew. And his, um, his
4: is smaller than the other ones.
0: Yeah, it's definitely more like aerodynamic and cool yeah, looking. Streamlined. It's definitely built to scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. so you know these Tie Fighters are quick and they're ferocious and they're sort of tearing through our boys here. Porkins gets it first. Um yeah. just blown to the smithereens. They had His they had to take li- Porkins out of the game because he was too powerful. His actually <laughs> was a little slower. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: R.I.P. Porkins.
1: The, the, there can only be two two Sith yeah. Lords in the galaxy, so Porkins had to go.
4: I wonder if Pork- that was Porkins from Apopka.
1: Porkins from Apopka.
4: <laughs> yep. Don't go to the other Porkins. The other Porkins isn't a good one. It's only the one the Popka.
1: Porkins was absolutely from Space Florida. Like, I, I feel oh, like that oh, has, yeah. that's definitely I, canon.
4: I feel like he's a descendant of that dude that had the shirt that said, I'm fat, let's party.
1: <laughs>
2: yes.
0: <laughs> and he's also proof that, you know, maybe George Lucas is not the strongest writer because in the script... And I, you know, I'd have to look to verify this, but if this man is described as being portly, um, you know, or, or a bigger gentleman, and he he's trying to think of a name, you know, we've got Luke Skywalker. Uh, what yeah. do we call the fat one? How about uh, Porkins?
4: <laughs> I really hope. We get, like, one of these, like, no, like non, like, of the main series, like, kind of like a Rogue One or, like, a solo, but it's called Porkin's Revenge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he, he definitely, like, crash lands on Yavin and, like, has to survive in the wilds and, like, has, yeah, like, a God. cyborg arm and, like... Yo. <laughs> Don't toy with me, son. Yeah. But
4: somehow there's like a frat house when he gets there. He's like,
1: <laughs> he's like <laughs> <where's> <laughs> a, even though, even though he's been like living in the woods, he's still fat somehow. Yeah, but, oh, but yeah. he wears
4: a, a, goes into the bounce house with like a Darth Vader costume on. Oh yeah, like, where's that Revenge of the Nerds? I'm my fucking movies. Yes. That. <laughs> yes. that's why it's Revenge of the Porkins.
0: Revenge of the Nerds. It's Revenge of the Nerds. Porky's, that-
4: the Nerds, Porky, Porky's crossover
0: and then he puts a bunch of food in his mouth and smashes his cheeks. And yeah, and maybe a catap- food fight.
4: They made a catapult out of their underwear.
0: <laughs>
3: oh my god. Oh man.
0: All right, so we're in the home stretch, boys. Uh the Death Star run, like I said, there's there's not a whole lot to say about it other than it's pretty exhilarating to watch. Um but they all get picked off by either tie fighters or or Vader and his uh tie fighter and multiple attempts are made to get this right they all fail until it's up to Luke himself now uh when Luke is making the run Darth Vader's closing in behind him by the way we we didn't mention this or I didn't mention this but as soon as Obi-Wan is killed he starts communicating uh with Luke telepathically through the force as a ghost just uh You know, side note.
4: Deus ex machina.
0: Yes. So, uh, you know, Lucas is is getting these words of encouragement from Obi Wan. And as he's making this run um, towards the butthole of the Death Star, Obi Wan comes in again, you know, instructing him. And you get this final bit of advice here. Now, if we didn't get sued by Disney for playing all that,
2: yeah. uh,
0: <laughs> Han Solo swoops in and and you know realizes his character arc. He's not as selfish as we thought. So,
1: oh, sorry, I was just gonna say that clip really made me appreciate that we have advanced past the radio drama.
2: Yeah,
3: yes, <laughs> uh,
0: yes. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I. It was a long clip, but I wanted to play it because it's just uh it, it all comes together, man. The music, the the My favorite everything.
4: part of that entire thing has been R two screams like
0: R two <laughs> on spring break and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Woo My, my favorite He's part like, is here like,
4: comes some sand people.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It's Uh, uh. What a way to cap it off! He makes the shot, and uh, the Death Star explodes. Vader is sent hurling off into deep space, and uh, Tarkin looks on as uh, as oblivion occurs. So, that's really uh, the end of the movie. We get a celebration afterwards. We get a uh, we get a sort of uh, presentation of the medals, if you will.
1: Oh, this is where I can ask if you guys have ever seen. <laughs> I'm just going to
4: play this behind us for a while here. We can talk over. No, that's
1: fine. Yeah, the, the Oral Knots edit of this on YouTube where they, they took out the music and they tweaked some of the background audio to make it louder and more obvious. And it's <laughs> like you can hear them like moving their mouths quietly and like, oh, every footstep.
0: Oh, that's awful. It's what so stuff? funny.
1: It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's an interesting sequence. You know, Leia's they're, all. They're,
1: there's <laughs> no band, like,
0: so... no band. No, it's a, yeah, it's maybe, just a maybe big empty
1: hole. Maybe they, maybe there's, because there is some in-universe music, like, like in uh, in soul well, They got a, they got a
0: Bluetooth speaker going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the Imperial no. March is canon in Star Wars, so maybe. I was
4: telling you guys a little like before we started the episode but now around the episode every year for my high school graduation we would play this song as everyone walked across the stage the coronation march
1: it's a perfect song for
3: that like yeah yeah, absolutely I'm and so since jealous. we
4: had um, usually our graduating class is around 1800 I mean we'd be playing this song for like 45 minutes <laughs> straight
1: um, I, actually, I actually just play this song to myself every time I clock out of work <laughs> our school,
4: also like during the football games at our school, one of our, our main things we'd play like when the team was on the field was the the Darth Vader, the bum, 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 bum. Our school was really in the Star Wars for some reason. That's awesome. Well, that's awesome. Like it, thing. It, well it opened in 1977. 1976, 97 was the year that my school opened. Um, and it was a major music school in, in Miami. We were one of the bigger music schools.
3: Right. Right.
0: Now I will point out that Chewbacca does not get a medal, which is I know a, a point of Chewbacca. contention. Son yeah.
3: of a bitch!
4: <laughs> he did get a Christmas special.
1: I've heard it said that he <laughs> he was offered one and refused because maybe because he doesn't wear clothes, you know.
0: <laughs> but he, yeah, but he does have that that red shirt though.
1: So I don't know. I will say that one. A lot of people like to harp on a uh, the rise of Skywalker for like oh, they gave him his medal finally, and it's like, he, I don't, like, that wasn't his medal. Yeah, like, yeah. It was, it was it Hans. Was, it was Hans. Right.
0: Well, anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is Star Wars A New Hope. Um, again, we just... We made it. <laughs> we made it. Yep. I know this was a long one, but it, it's hard for it not to be, man. This is one of those movies that there's just so much going on. Um, so much to love, so much to poke fun at. Um, but and it's ultimately. So,
1: it's so foundational for like yeah. every other movie that's come out since. So.
0: I agree with you, man. This was. I mean, listen. It, this is. This is. Uh, the words aren't even forming right in my, <laughs> in my mouth. This is like so part of our, our DNA growing up. Like this. Um, Everything about it the, captured our imagination in, in a big bad way. The toys, the, you know, the, the C3PO cereal. Like, it was just.
1: I no, um, yeah. This, this John Williams score right here is my Christmas music. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it's that entwined with, like, just like my childhood and adulthood of happy memories.
4: It's one of those you can't, like, not recognize it instantly.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, John
4: Williams in general, you hear any... Anytime you have brass fanfare, I'm a fan. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it was so smart to use that style of music for this movie because they could have gone in a very, you know, 70s sci-fi B-movie direction and to go this classic with it, you know.
4: Makes it epic. Yeah. So, uh, you know what time I think it's time to do now? It's time to rate this movie, guys.
0: Yep. I am a movie critic by trade And until recently I got paid to tell you people Which movies merely stink And which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame Well, I'm putting the burden Of lousy movies back on you It's very simple If you
1: stop going to bad movies They'll stop making bad movies If the movie used to be a TV show Just don't go After Roman numeral 2 Give it a
0: rest If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts
4: and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't
2: go. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me. You really love me.
1: It stinks! It stinks! It
2: stinks! I am
4: not entertained. Since since Ryan's new here, we do a, a one through a five ranking scale, with you know anything less than one being the most horrible thing you've ever laid eyes on, of course, up to five being the perfect movie. We have not had a five yet, but you can use decimal points oh, okay. to, uh, to, to get to to get your like like Doug gave Cool Hand Luke a four point nine since it was his favorite movie of all time, but he didn't want to give a perfect score.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, the only movie... I'll go first, I guess. The only movie I could ever give a, a truly perfect score to is The Empire Strikes Back. But for this movie, because it's so foundational, because it's so... It's the cornerstone of Star Wars. It's the cornerstone of the of the blockbuster in general. Uh, I gotta give it like a... The only thing holding it back... Is like the limitations of its time, technologically, and George Lucas's writing skills. Yeah, that's that's the bigger. <laughs> yeah, the latter is the bigger problem. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But just just for my own, and I'm not, you know, an actual film critic by any by any means. But I got to give it like a four point repeating nine. Like I can't make it yeah. perfect, but Here you go. It's as close to perfect as I can give.
0: See, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, obviously, we're we're gonna be close to on the same page, but for me, where I where I subtract from this film score is based on what's been added to it. I mean, you'll see that that was a running theme throughout this episode. Stop tinkering with it. Like, stop fucking with this movie so much. Yeah. Just right. every. It's like princess Leia fix said man like fix the more the plot. You, yeah the more you <laughs> tighten your grip the more it slips through your fingers like fucking leave it alone. I I prefer the original cut with all of its warts and and weird bullshit just for nostalgic reasons. I know it's not as nice to look at. Um but that's my biggest problem with it is like just stop. You know, you're like one of those you're like that kid that gets a, a newish Honda Civic in high school and goes to autozone and buys all of those weird, like non functional <laughs> trinkets and you know Yo
4: bro, check out my exhaust tip.
0: Yeah. The, <laughs> the whistle the tips go tip whoop, that you screw whoop. on. Exactly. Like just don't do it. So but all that being said, this is pure movie magic for me. This is like, you know, um, again, one of those foundational films. So I'm giving it a 4.8. Um, 4.8, I think, based on this cut. If we were watching the original cut, I'd give it probably the same score that Ryan did, 4.9. All right, That
3: Dougie. makes sense. All right, so um, 13-year-old me would have given it a 5 out of 5. Uh, we're not there anymore. Um, but ranking it... Again, it's sentimentality. It it still, you know, harkens me back to those teenage days. And um, I absolutely love it. There are many Star Wars, or there are a few Star Wars movies I like more than this one now. So, you know, current me would put it at a 4.6. All right, there's, uh, and again, I'm rating it against other Star Wars movies. I got to give a little bit of wiggle room if we do more that are going to fit it you know, above that. Um, but yeah, that's my score.
4: All right. Now I'm going to score this a different way than I normally would. I'm going to break this up and give it like individual scores and then get my average there. As far as score and music go, this is a solid five. Like it's about as good as we're going to get. The themes that go through that arc with each character as they're introduced and then come back whenever those characters have any type of development and then they intermix the, the music... The music in this movie is a solid five,
3: 100%. Oh, absolutely.
4: For its time, and I'm judging this for when it came out because it has to be for when it came out. The effects they used, I'm going to give them a five for like when this came out. Because if you compare this to like, and you know I compared a lot of stuff to Star Trek. Star Trek's effects were not that great back in those days. Oh, you know, if you right watch right. the Enterprise, you could basically see the string pulling it along. Yep. Now, future Star Trek, they got it right. But for this time period, I'm giving it a five on effects. For the cast they used, I'm going to give it like a solid 4.5 just because, you know, they're, it's a great f- freaking cast. I mean, you couldn't have done too much better casting it. Um, now we get to the part where it's going <laughs> to lose a little bit of its glory. The story. Overall, as a story, I want to give it a higher score because the fact that the story, I understand what he meant to achieve with it. The problem was he didn't do it in enough detail and you know consistency that I that I love. So I'm going to give him probably like a 2 on the story part of
1: it all,
3: Ooh, the dialogue. Come on.
4: Which will bring my score roughly now to about a 3.8 or 3.7. Okay. It's still really good and I mean if it wasn't for the story being so shitty and like, how did I not rewatch this again? And if I would have just went off what I remembered, I probably would have went higher, but just rewatching it again and actually like using my critical eye to watch it this time, instead of just like watching it like I normally would have, I might've given it a higher score, but like, I can't like this, this it just pisses me off. Like that they, it's like, you know, you got a nice sports car, but the person who drives it doesn't know how to drive it. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good way
1: of putting it
4: like you have this amazing vehicle like the paint job is a f- fantastic the amount of horsepower it has is great the handling and grip is amazing and then you put somebody who doesn't know how to drive it in the middle of it driving it
1: you know what's funny about that is that's exactly how I feel about Game of Thrones <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> so, like, it's like every other category is a 9 out of 10 and then this you
4: could have not like, a, like even the first three, 3 three or 4 seasons were amazing and then it went downhill. Yeah. But, no. Nah. Um, so, you know, I wish I could have gave it a higher score, and I probably will give, like, Empire a higher score, but it just
0: it no. Really I can, me. No, I can respect <laughs> your score, man. I see where you're coming from. And, you know, admittedly, nostalgia clouds a lot of that for me when it comes to movies like this. Like, if I was purely objective, um, I think I could relate more to where you're coming from on it. But right. I would I say if, also if,
4: we look we look for different things in movies. Like, you look more of like the movie magic part of it, and I want the story part of it.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think we there's room for both. But I also I think I'm I at least and probably Eric too. Like we're self aware enough to know that we just can't be objective about these movies. Right,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. Tough. Tough. I mean they're touchstones yeah, yeah. in your life. Well, it's like so. like me
4: with Big Trouble. Big Trouble is a shitty movie, but it's so fucking well written. I love it. <laughs>
3: wow. Well. Okay.
0: Yeah, but you know, so, like even when we did Big Trouble, you know, it's not that it's a shitty movie or at least I don't think it's, you know, I would classify it that way. Um but I can I can see where it would appeal to you as someone who grew up around there. Um yeah, right. you know, so you lose a little bit of that objectivity too when it comes to, you know. Yeah.
4: I, I also like living in absurdity and like when things are too straightforward for me, like, or too, like, you know, they, they seem, like, too unreal. Like, everything has, like, everything works out all the time. Every, the, the heroes always win, you know, the, like, uh, it just... Yeah,
0: yeah, for I, I sure.
4: I, I, want, I want my... I want to find out Ned Stark got his head cut off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want, like... But now, shit, if, I, don't if I play
0: devil t- devil's advocate for Mr. George Lucas, his argument to, to you know... Any issues that you had with the story or the writing would just be, it's for kids, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Remember, exactly. the the most important thing we need to remember is that Jar Jar is the key to all of this.
3: Yes, yeah. he Let's, is. I put it this way with the um, damn thing.
4: When I was trying to like compare, like I was having an argument with with another person about Mandalorian versus like Star Trek Discovery. Mandalorian is like mcdonald's it's going to sell way more units and it's going to be good and you'll probably enjoy it and you'll get some nostalgia out of it, but it's definitely not like a Ruth Chris steakhouse
3: but you've got to be able to go into it expecting that that's the thing you can't you can, that can't be a the critical factor you use to judge the show.
1: You also have you, to it, actually watch it first.
3: Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, watched the, I watched the first season They killed off my favorite character, and then I watched Stoop up to Frog Uber, and I was like, fuck this All shit. Right.
3: <laughs> um... Listen, a couple of things. Joe, first off, for the record, Big Trouble is not a shitty movie. It's only a slightly oh, gassy Oh, no, it's an amazing movie. movie. It's only a slightly gassy movie, Joe. Um, I just say that
4: because I know everyone likes to shit on it, even and, though it's in a and, great
3: movie. And secondly, I got a question that, that we're going to keep quick because we're obviously running long here. But it, it, goes, it goes to the writing portion of this. We, we all agree that it, it, it's, it's weak. But that leads me to the question. So Have you, have you all seen American Graffiti? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, did was that ghost written? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering the same that thing. Like, how did that I, is an American classic, and then write this well, exactly. That's an American classic in in script writing, in acting, in in scene shots, in everything. Okay. Yeah. I think there's almost nothing wrong with that
4: Whereas this one's based in fantasy.
3: How did he do that?
0: Well, and then do this? I think this was intentional. I think that he was in the headspace of like I'm. I'm writing my version of a children's bedtime story. Well,
3: all right, so he's just a shitty children's writer. That's the bottom line. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Okay, because he's really bad at it. Cuz it only gets worse. I mean, the prequels were awful. If you can make Sam Jackson look wooden, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that's so, a compelling argument. So
3: it's gotten worse. It's just it it blows my mind at it, and, it, and it's if you not can make even Natalie like Natalie
4: Portman not that hot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, American Graffiti was written five years or was done five years before Star Wars came out. So he was the same person, the same young person. Yeah. And I, don't, I I, mean, just, I don't, I don't know, he, but I think you might be on something. He, he, he tried to dumb it down uh, and he's not good at that. So, you know. Yeah.
0: And then he just yeah. kind of got like locked into his own mythology and that sort of took precedent yes. over, you right. know, story. Like I
4: said, the personally. vehicle itself is just so good that it makes up for the lack of the shitty driver. <laughs> 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 like everything else about it's amazing. I'm like, they, they they have like the perfect opportunity to make like the best story ever, but they don't.
1: Well, and I, and I think in hindsight, in hindsight, it kind of justifies its own existence because everything in Star Wars that sprung up as a result, where. There have been better stories told by other people in his universe. Yeah,
0: like like Dave Filoni, like Dave Filoni, like mm. John Favreau,
2: mm.
0: <laughs> um,
1: or or and even you know like like the Rogue, Ro- like if Rogue Gene One, Roddenberry
4: like... could have wrote for it and then had George Lucas, did like it would have been so, like imagine if Star Trek and Star Wars like were together, how good it could have been.
0: Oh that's the I, that's the next piece of art man is, uh... I guess
3: <laughs> No they're different goals they're they the writers had different goals with what they were trying to achieve yeah. I I, 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 yeah. I you know they're both science fiction or again Star Wars is space opera but they are so apples and oranges to compare yeah, I mean they're... you can compare the universes you can you can we can argue all you know they forever both take place to... in
4: space and that's about it
3: Right yeah. you know we can argue which one's better which one's more realistic who would kick whose ass but it, that's also. subjective. Oh, no, there, there's
4: no question about that. <laughs> they're,
3: nah, they're, right. One of them is definitely more realistic, and
4: one of them will definitely kick the other one's ass. That's, yeah, man, the, like, Star Trek Rebels, is, is
0: is very much about, like, idealism and, and humanism and, and you know. Right.
1: Yeah, but Star don't Trek fuck is, with Janeway. Mm-hmm. We'll see, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Star, Star Trek was written for adults.
0: Like, that's yeah. the difference. No, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean Star exactly. Wars is so. just, like, uh, you know, a dysfunctional family story, basically. Yeah. Like, yes. it's not, you know, it's not, it doesn't aim it's to, like... It's
3: who's a soap Who's opera? the
4: most powerful being in, um, in Star Wars?
1: In canon? Uh... Yeah, in the canon. Probably the, uh, like the... What are they called? The ones in, uh... In the Clone Wars, they go to this planet that's, like, home to these, like, sentient force god people. Right. It's, it's... it's it's very nebulous what the limits of their power are, but let's yeah, put it
4: this I'm... way: if if that thing, whatever the one is, is in bed sleeping, Q would like pop in its bed next to it and then just ruin its life. Oh Not yeah, Q.
2: <laughs> Come on. Q
4: was more powerful than anything from Star Wars.
0: All right, we got to end the episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, John yeah. D, is that's more good, powerful.
1: It's a good cutting off. Point. Ever
4: in Star Wars,
1: this <laughs> is gonna devolve into like a space battles forum.
4: <laughs> I'm just saying, like. Nerds. Uh, So anyways, guys, this has been a long show. If you've made it this far, you deserve a prize, and that prize will be the next movie we're getting ready to do, Yes, which is maybe possibly the one movie I may give a five to. Um, (laughs) I don't know yet, but it's possibly the only movie I would ever give a five to because it's probably my favorite movie of all time. Okay. Um, And that's uh, Idiocracy. uh, That's also a
1: documentary now.
3: Right, it's yeah, it's a a, that's a real is, life how to survive like, that in today's a, world
4: no we, we talk about all these futuristic societies like Star Trek and Star Wars idiocracy is probably the actual futuristic society yeah. oh no
3: that's hyper accurate yeah that's, that's, that's hyper
4: accurate right. yeah. um, so uh, wait, join us next time for that clusterfuck because it's going to be me rambling and playing tons of clips because there's a bunch of stuff in that movie just like Tropic Thunder that I don't want to say
3: and it won't be three and a half hours long guys the but it will long. have
4: electrolytes because that's what listeners crave
3: that's right. That's what they crave. All right, folks.
4: All right. Well, thank you once again. Lights.
0: Oh. Camera. Oh, are we? Are we plugging?
4: Oh shit! Yeah, plug. Plug
2: right there.
3: I
1: almost forgot about
4: the
2: plugs edit that out, Joe. It, we'll do
3: lights, it again. Lights,
1: camera, plug.
4: No, nah, <laughs> well, I'm leaving it in. People need to get the real raw.
0: <laughs> the
1: real shit.
3: People, people need to understand how dumb we are. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. If I'm leaving like, in, like, that I need help in song. that area. <laughs> All right, so I'll plug first. Um, I have my pedal company, 37FX, uh, maker of the Fat Guy Little Coat, and hopefully very soon the Tombstone Treble Boost, uh, hopefully in about a month or so. That'll be my second pedal release. I'm very excited about it. Uh, 37FX, the word 30, the number 7FX.com. The website's up and running. Uh, Please give it a visit and maybe buy some shit because that would be really cool. All right. Irk.
0: All right. uh i will say i want to plug the facebook group for masters of cinematic universe oh, yes. if you made it this far join the group uh it's small still but growing and uh i'm going to start posting more things there i think after this episode uh releases i'll throw some of those youtube clips so you can see uh some of the differences between the cuts and that um yeah but yeah check that out masters of cinematic universe on facebook as for me uh artofericpabone.com, art dot threadless dot com for your t-shirts, um artpal dot com slash artofericpabone, fine art prints, canvas framed pieces available. And uh, just direct message me if you want to commission some custom art.
4: You got anything to plug Ryan?
1: Uh yeah, not 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 nearly as much as 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 you guys, but uh I do have an Instagram. Um I the, uh, the handle is level1goblin. Uh, that's that's LV underscore the number one underscore goblin. And I also do custom art. Um, I'm not selling t-shirts or anything right now, but uh, if you want to see my art, like it is my personal Instagram, but I also post my work there. Um, I do prints, I do commissions, all that stuff. Um, and then the only other thing uh, I'll plug is... My uh, girlfriend, who has been generous enough to let me use her recording equipment for this episode, uh, also has a YouTube channel uh, called Moon Streams, where she streams video games. And if you're into that sort of thing, then you can check that out. Nice. Do
4: you, um, just like Eric, take insane custom art requests?
1: I'll do anything. I mean...
4: <laughs> okay, so I was talking to someone at lunch about this Saturday. This came to me, and I was going to ask Eric about, it, Eric about it, but I completely forgot earlier. Um, somehow it came up that they're doing a live-action Pinocchio, um, which because Disney's rebooting everything live-action. And right. my comment was, I hope Jim Rash is Geppetto. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can, can, why? Because <laughs> he'd make a perfect Geppetto. He's kind of creepy. He could play similar to the Dean from Community. Because uh, that's oh, who he is, or like his so character from Reno 911.
1: I actually, then, I think that that's a great idea.
4: <laughs> so, so, but then I got on like a diatribe of like, God, um, Geppetto was kind of creepy. He made a young boy that he can control and pull the strings. That when he lied, his nose would grow. <laughs> I was like, mm. I was like, <laughs> so, so. Here's the art piece I want. I want Jim Rash as Geppetto. Bending over in front of a Pinocchio that has tears coming down his cheeks, oh, with his my. nose slightly extended, and then above, like Jim Rash, is a is an air bubble that says "Lie to Me."
2: Oh, and then, I,
4: then I want it titled "Geppetto File."
1: Oh my, dude, fucking Geppetto Epstein. Uh.
3: If you could bottle that, I mean, holy shit. I got no words. I'm done. I'm out. This was me might- like completely.
1: I may never. This- you know what? I may never draw another picture again. Yes.
4: <laughs> yes. This was me completely like uh, just that everyone at the table's like jaw dropped. And I'm like, what? I'm like, he kind of was a pedophile.
0: Oh, my God. That's fantastic.
4: So if you like my stuff, get like my pedals. <laughs> In the other podcast that me and uh,
3: Doug do uh, just surprised me. It's basically the Japan. Oh, yeah, that. Of podcasts. <laughs> yes, I mean you're right. Your description of that drawing is the fucking podcast. So yeah, that's what in that, that podcast sense, is. Yeah, that's that's us every week. So yes, but please, yeah, I'll draw it's that. And you
1: can you can use it as your uh, your your album cover for the podcast. You know?
4: Yeah, we had um, we did have a uh, a picture that your your uh, brother drew of us standing as Futurama characters in front of a penis shaped rocket ship.
1: That's beautiful. <laughs> um,
4: yeah and and then me being vindictive since everybody on the show except me hates taking back sunday and i made it us as a band called taking back thursday
1: wow they
4: made them yeah. all emo
1: you should have just made them all the members of the
0: band thursday
4: that would have been great too uh,
0: that'll be the that, oh, that
4: might be the next one eric
0: that's the snake eating its own tail
4: for yeah. the workforce drowning yep all right, guys. Well, once again, thank you for uh, for joining us and yeah, dealing with this. Yeah, thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. And if you listen to this last couple of minutes, I'm really sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me on. It was a lot of fun, Ryan. It was a blast. Yeah, hey,
3: we but gotta have I'm you back. I'm so happy you episode. were on, dude. Yeah,
4: anytime. And we gotta get you. We gotta get you on just surprise me, also, because that's kind of yes,
2: the, the sure. fun
4: show. This is the this is the show you got to work to be on. The other show is kind of just a bunch <laughs> yeah, of random. nonsense. just
1: show up and talk, just nonsense.
4: <laughs> yeah, the less preparation you do, the better.
1: Sounds great.
4: All right, guys. So on that cue, lights,
3: camera, fuck off. <laughs>